Welcome guys to our podcast where we are focused on raising capital and investing with purpose. So whether you are a new investor or an experienced real estate investor, or even looking to buy a business, understanding the art of raising private capital is crucial in today's competitive landscape. Join us as we navigate the complex realm of attracting investors, securing funding, and building meaningful relationships that fuel your business growth. Welcome, guys, to our show. I'm your host, Kalisha, and I have my co-host with me, Betsy. And then this episode, we're interviewing Rich Groves, who will be sharing his journey as a real estate investor who is using private capital to grow his portfolio and hosting their own, the first ever real estate conference in his hometown, in his city. And he's here to help us educate persons who's looking to get in the game and for you to network. But before we even dive in, Betsy, you wanna hit them with the disclaimer? Yes, the disclaimer, the following information is for educational purposes only. Please do your own due diligence. We do not provide financial, legal, or professional advice. That's it. That's it. So guys, just make sure that everything that we're saying, what we're sharing, it's just our opinion, really. Um, and it's just from experience, the investor guests that we bring on as well. It's really just they're sharing from their experience. But without further ado, let's welcome Rich Groves to the screen. Welcome. Hey, how are you <laughs> with us today? Hey, Kalisha, Betsy. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. It's good to have you. I know we chat a little bit back, but we'll call it backstage. Um, so for the... <laughs> For those who are listening and watching, thank you guys for tuning in. I mean, like we appreciate um, you guys for supporting us. And if you're driving and listening to this, this is definitely going to be an interesting episode. But Rich, like, let's dive in. Um, tell us a little bit about how's who is Rich? How did Rich get into the industry of investing in real estate? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, so I. I, uh, I live in the St. Louis area, St. Louis, Missouri, Illinois. Uh, you know, St. Louis is an interesting, um, you know, market because it's like part of it's Missouri, part of it's Illinois. I know there are other markets out there very similar, but it's not like a Chicago that's all you know Illinois or Miami that's all Florida. You know, anyway. So I live in the St. Louis area, and I um, by trade I'm a corporate trainer, so I do adult education um, for a living. And, you know, I just, I, like a lot of people, right, I watched HGTV and saw this show and, wow, I can do that. That looks really cool, whatever. I mean, so this was way back in the day. I bought my first flip in 2005 and uh, did a rehab, flipped it, sold it, loved it. It was awesome. Um, and then actually I got away. I actually lucked out right before the crash, you know, got out and just focused on my regular career, but always had that itch. Like, man, I've got to get back into this. I love this. And I would, I'd be watching, you know, flip this house and there's CT Holmes and Dan Merrill and those guys and just happened to be driving to work one day and, and a, a, you know, Fortune Builders commercial came on on the radio mm -hmm. advertising their, you know, their night event. So I went to that and I, can I say 
their name? I'm sorry, an education company <laughs> commercial came on the radio. Uh, anyway, and um, and so I went to the event and I, I was just it stoked my fires again, uh, and I was ready to jump in. But the thing was, you know, we were at the time it was it was a difficult time for myself and my family, and not I mean we it wasn't like we were struggling and you know trying to scrounge up breadcrumbs to eat or whatever, but it was tight. It was a paycheck to paycheck type of situation. Like a lot of Americans out there are uh, in and went to the week, you know, went to the one night event. I went myself, my wife didn't go with me. And you know, when they laid out, Oh, well, you know, Hey, for $200, you can go to this weekend event. I'm like, Oh, I want to go. But I called my wife and said, look for 200 bucks. I want to go to this conference. And she was like, wow, 200 bucks. That's, that's a lot of money, you know? And, and looking back on that now, it's like, I can't believe we had that conversation, but I understand it completely. A lot of people think that about $200, man, that's a lot of money. But I was just like, you know, buy in, believe in me. I know we're going to do awesome at this. We'll, we'll make that money back. So anyway, we went to the conference, loved it, started our company and have been doing that type of, you know, real estate investing ever since, you know, we've done, we are wholesaling, we've got some rental properties, we've done some flips. So um, that's when we started. So we actually, it's a little over 10 years now. It was February of 2013 when we started our, our business. And um, yeah, we just absolutely just love it. And yeah, I don't know. That's how I started. That's how I started out. Now, I mean, that's good. The fact that during that time you reached out and she was, she was in. I know some partners, one thing that person talk about a lot is having that, that spouse or that partner like joining, being okay with the journey, being okay with putting the work now, but the fact that you guys even went to the conference together. Yeah, we did. We did. That was the one thing I had to have. She had to go to the, to the weekend conference had to, cause I was like, all right, I'm not going to fight every step of the way because you don't understand because you weren't there. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, she, she came along. Yeah. I love that you included her. That was, that was really good. That was yeah. a good move. Thanks. I make one every every ten years. I'll make a good move. No. Oh my gosh! So no, I know no, you're I, actually making moves now. Really, yeah. exactly. When we met in um with RPM, at first I loved her interest. So the way how when Rich when I met Rich Betsy in person, he was like he he got the microphone and he was introducing himself, and he's like, "I am Rich," and everyone was like, "Huh?" and just laughing not like thinking that his name is actually rich and we're like oh my gosh that is such a good intro so every time he introduced himself he's like i am rich so we met at the amy majora reason private money conference and i know like you use private money for your business like at what point in your business you realize that okay i need to start leveraging other people's money to grow yeah no, that, that's, that's absolutely right. I, I, when I first started out, uh, I was really focused on wholesaling. That's all I was doing. And my, my thought was I'll wholesale, I'll get some money, I'll buy some rentals. And I, you know, a lot of people have that thought process. I'll, I'll save the money I'm making in wholesaling and I'll buy a rental and, and then I'll, I'll have some rentals and then I'll move on to flipping or, you know, whatever, right. People think there, there's a stay, there's definitely, uh, there's a, a recipe, you know, um, but I was given an opportunity to buy my first rental property. And I did that just by like throwing a dart at the board. I was like, let me try this. It was, it was in, uh, and most of my rental properties and everything are in actually like 
C neighborhoods, right? They're in C C areas and maybe even C minus. Um, they're they're some some rough areas that really just everybody there rents. The home ownership is very low. Rentals though are very high. Um, yeah. Incredible rate of return. But anyway, the first one it was an out of state owner who was having difficulty keeping tenants in there and their property manager wasn't great at communication. So there, there would be and, and very, very bad at securing a property when it was vacant. So they were having like break-ins and, and looting and, and, and vandalism. So I went to see because a friend of mine reached out who was a, who was an agent and said, Hey, I've got this person in Texas and we're up here in St. Louis that, uh, you know, wants to sell their, their house. That was a rental so i looked at it and i just threw something out at them hey i'm interested in buying the house but here's what i'll offer you've got to finance it um and at the time i didn't know any better i was like look i can buy it for thirteen thousand dollars this was in 20 2016. um i can buy it for thirteen thousand dollars but you're going to finance it over five years at five percent and you're going to need to throw in six thousand dollars for the rehab cost so they, they, they reply, and I didn't think they were going to, uh, you know, accept that at all. Their reply was, well, I don't have 6,000. I got three. We take that. So it's like everything else was good. Okay, cool. So my first rental property was, was owner financed and, and then we actually cashed out and refinanced that after we, you know, had a while, but that kind of the, the light bulb went off. Like, huh, if I can do this, you know, and not go to the bank and all that kind of stuff, let's try that. So, um, the next, I had a, I had an opportunity to buy two properties, but I didn't have the cash to do it, and I wanted to move on them. They looked like they were great deals, so they ended up being really good deals. But I reached out to my cousin and was like uh, talking to him, and he became my first private money lender. And I didn't realize I should have like expanded on that. I didn't have the knowledge and have the education to you know capitalize on that. Go try to find other people to do this too. So he was my one private money lender that I would. That's how I built most of my portfolio was going to him working out, uh, you know, a, a return and agreeing to that and and doing it and then going to the bank and do a cash out refinance, pay them out. Right. So that's, that's what I did. But then uh, my, beside Amy, uh, Jenna Hoover is my other mentor. She was going to be speaking at Amy's conference. I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go to that. And I'd seen Amy at Clever Summit and loved her, her, you know, power pitch and was like, that's awesome. So this cool to kill two birds with one stone. I'll know more about this raising private money stuff. And I'll get to see my my mentor Jenna Hoover talking too. And it was then I was like, I this is the piece. This is the piece I've been missing this whole time is trying, you know, knowing how to get out and find private money and get these these properties financed by, with other people's money. Besides, what? <laughs> I was about to say, like, was it like with your cousin? Like, was it that you guys had previous conversation before that you knew that he would look? was looking to go and invest in? Do you know that he was sitting on cash? Like, how did you know to approach that specific cousin? And how how was the conversation? Yeah, we well, we had almost gone in together on that very first flip I did back in 2005. Uh, we had yeah. almost gone in on that together. But since then, he had started his own real estate investing company. So he has a, a bunch of rental properties. He wasn't doing much flips. I don't know if he was doing any at the time. But he had a, was building a, a very nice portfolio, and I, I knew he would understand. And if I did a whole, you know, did a whole presentation on here's the property, here's what it looks like now, here, you know, did the whole presentation on here's, you know, the opportunity, and, uh, but, but like a lot of people getting into that, 
when you start asking people, it's like you're asking for money, right? And I still had that barrier. I still had that mindset that, man, I'm asking a huge favor, which mind you, it, it can be, especially when you're approaching like family, it is kind of a favor thing, but but I didn't have the mindset to, to completely own it as an opportunity. Like, hey, I'm giving you an opportunity. I wasn't going in like that. And at first, when I first started thinking about that, I was like, man, that's pretty darn, that's pretty darn uh, cocky to think, oh, yeah, I'm giving you this opportunity. Look at this, you know, but um, the more I learned and became educated, I realized that's that's not cocky. That's just honestly giving somebody the opportunity to, to make incredible money and returns on their money. So I don't know if that answered your question, but it was kind of like he understood what I do, what I was looking to do because he was in a rental property business himself. No, I think it did. I like, but you also answered a question that I was going to ask you too, in terms of um, what do you think changed? Meaning what changed when you just started raising private money? And then after you learned from like the things that Amy did, like what changed your approach? I know you mentioned mindset was one thing with seeing things that it's, this is an opportunity and I'm not asking you for a favor, but apart from that, how has your approach to raising money like changed? Yeah, I mean, just more of, um, I think also when I first, you know, obviously I targeted my cousin because I knew he, you know, he had the means. I knew he could yeah. do it if, if, and it wasn't a ton of money. It wasn't like I was asking for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, literally I was asking for like 50, if that, and I was to buy these two flips and rehab them both for $50,000. Um, yeah, I know your eyes got <laughs> Betsy, right? It's like, wait, yeah. what are you talking about? That's all I'm going to call up on that. Um, but, but no, what year but that, was this again? This was uh, 2016. Yeah, 20. No, that was 2017. Sorry, 2017. Um, and yeah, but it, it was. And it's like I said, the, the, the pocket of the market in St. Louis that I was in wasn't high. It wasn't an A or B market. It was a lower C market um, town that I invest in that gets incredible returns. I mean, I wouldn't even think of buying a property for a rental there unless I saw between 18 and 20% net cash on cash return and a true net cash on cash return, not a gross cash on cash return, a net, um, an estimated net anyway, you know, before debt service or whatever, because I was going to go back and refinance those, was doing cash out refinance and all of those. But um, so I've built, you know, I mean, not this huge amount, but I've got, you know, 15 properties rental properties and every single one of them were bought OPM, uh, other people's money. So it was the mindset shift. Yes, but it's also, I think it just came with confidence and learning, learning from Amy and, and, and her program, all the tips and tricks and not all the tips and tricks, but understanding, understanding that this is a win-win, a, a even a win-win-win situation. Right. And, and presenting it that way. And, and, the biggest thing, though, like that was your the root of your question. I think the biggest thing was understanding that anybody can be a private money lender. You're, it doesn't yeah. have to be your cousin who happens to have a bunch of rental property and 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 has the means to do it. It might be, you know, not to use the you know cliche, but it, it, I mean, shoot, I one of my private money lenders is a landscaper that I've used. I mean, we got to talking. He's a, he's a landscaper, and I got to think, and he he lived a great guy lives well below his means so just by if you were one of those people and i think it was originally that was my hookup too is like i've got to ask rich people 
you know, for money. It's got to be rich people. It can't be just everyday people who've been very smart with their money and have money, you know, where you may not think they have money. Um, but I uh, reached out to him and, and did the whole presentation with him. And uh, <laughs> lo and behold, he's one of my private money lenders now. So it, just knowing that it can be anybody and tell everybody what, what you do, um, that, that was my biggest change. See, this is like, it's, it's crazy because the same thing that you mentioned, I went to an event last night and I was having a conversation with someone and they're like, I want to get into real estate. I want to do this, but and I don't have enough money. And I asked them, I was like, okay, what do you do? They're in the tech space. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, and I, I gave them an example of how lending works. And I said, $50,000. I was like, someone can start with $50,000. And they were like, oh, that's nothing. And I'm like, if that's nothing, that means you can invest in real estate. She's like, oh, with just with, with between 50K, I was like, yes, you can. So literally just like that, I raised money and they're like, yep, we need to have a conversation because then I thought I need to go and buy a house and fix it up myself and do all of that. And she's like, I don't want to do that at all. Like if I can get in, I'll just get in that way and just lend money or become one of your capital part, your partners or whatever it is. Now, I know like you said, confidence is a thing with raising the money. For some, for a lot of persons that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone talks about confidence, but how do you get like the balls or just to approach someone and ask? I think that's the scary part is just starting out like, yes, we know what to say, but how do you move from newbie to actually taking action? Yeah. What would you recommend for that? Yeah. Um, it's kind of one of the, one of the biggest tips when, when we first started a business, and you, you probably, both the ladies have probably heard it. And when you start a business, you have to tell everybody what you do, tell everybody what you do. Whether that's yeah. blasting it on social media 24-7, whether that's, you know, literally telling people what you do or, you know, wearing the shirts that say we buy houses, whatever. You're always telling people what you do. And that's what I, when I first got into, into this business, that's what I did. I bought a few t-shirts and every single time I went out, I had my t-shirt on because you can't talk to everybody, right? But people can read everybody else that's behind you, at least to read the back of your shirt or whatever. And then, you know, went to the conference and Amy's, uh, and, and which she borrowed, I know, off of Maurice, uh, the t-shirts the, the with the words behind it. I, I bought a bunch of those. I bought my own, uh, you know, with the, that phrase and our logo on the front. So I wear that now everywhere instead of the We Buy Houses stuff because my shift has been like, no, I'm going to make people know. I'm going to tell everybody I know that I can help them rank, you know, earn double-digit returns on their money. And yeah. so if I'm not wearing those, or even if I am, I've, I mean, I've been stopped and people say, hey, tell me about that a little bit. And I'm getting better and better at converting those to actual appointments. I, I was horrible, horrible at first. Uh, no, no, I'm just telling them about it and then not like leaving it there at a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah, we should meet, you know, kind of thing. It's like, oh, oh that was stupid. I should have should have set up a time and gotten their information the first few times. Like, oh, here's my card. Call me when you want to talk. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but when I'm not wearing my shirts, I'm more conscious of it now that I just I walk around and, and meeting new people. It's the typical, you know, what do you do? You know, and I'm telling tell them what I do. But the, it has to, I think you just have to have that, I'm full of cliches today. You just have to have that deep burning desire 
to succeed, right? If you're going out there and you're like, look, I am going to raise a ton of capital, or I'm going to re raise the capital I need for this yeah. project. Like I just have, uh, I have a project lined up where we're going to make an offer tomorrow. Hopefully they accept it and then we can start raising the money for that. But, uh, and that's actually a bigger project that is in a very nice part of uh, the St. Louis area. That's going to be a bigger, you know, a bigger, it'll be my biggest uh, raise because I'm normally looking at the small pockets that have awesome returns. This is going to be for a flip, but um, going out and talking to every single person and knowing I have a desire to, to get this and I know I'm offering an opportunity, but I, I think also my personality is I'm not afraid to talk to people, uh, to new people. I can walk up and introduce myself and I'm not afraid of looking like a goofball doing it. I know that. But understanding, I'm not, you know, it's a different if I'm coming and I'm just, I'm acting like a goofball or, uh, you know, like I introduced myself as my name's Rich, that's my name, I'm not bragging, um, you know, that whole thing. I know that was being a goofball kind of thing, and it was goofball kind of move, but a purpose was to get people to remember my name, right? If there's, if you're being a goofball and if I'm, I can be a goofball, they're going to remember me. But I don't, you don't have to be a goofball, especially when people talk about their money. You don't want to be a goofball, right? It's like, I'm not going to lend my money to some goofball. So I, I do have a, you know, I know how to shut that off and be more professional and believe a the, the burning desire to succeed, the belief in what I'm doing. I have to believe in what I'm doing, too. Um, I was speaking to another another investor a couple of days ago that was like, um, well, why, why, do you, why do you give people... Well, 12% return. Isn't that, I mean, shoot, my last hard money lender gave me 12%. I was like, boom, I rattle off right away. Here are the benefits of going with the private money lender versus the hard money lender. Nothing against the hard money lender, but, you know, here are some benefits and why I go with that and why I pay them 12%. Even if your hard money lender is 12%, I guarantee that more money is more expensive in the long run. And went over that, you know, but it was like, if I, if I hadn't developed this, uh, if I hadn't developed this confidence and and belief in what I do, I wouldn't have been able to roll that up. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I should just go the easy route and go get a hard money lender. Yeah, it's harder to raise private money. I mean, harder because they're not advertised everywhere, right? Your hard money lenders are like, yeah, we're a hard money lender. <laughs> they're everywhere you look. So they're everywhere. I'm just rambling on. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. You're totally fine. I like the, the, that you're sharing some of these things. And the fact that you said, like, you know how to turn off that switch. And I mean, with everything that you've learned as well, how, like, what was the reasoning? Because I know you're, you're doing a conference. Mm -hmm. So guys, Rich is doing a real estate conference that's happening November 4th to 5th. And he has a great line of speakers. But before we even dive into that, it's like, what made you decide that, okay, I think I want to do a conference. Because <laughs> I know you're on the money side of things, right. like, and you're doing a fix and flip, but what what was that transition into hosting uh, a real estate conference great great question thanks for asking it because it is um so i host two meetups in the st louis area one is just a 100 percent networking you just show up i'm not going to say the place but uh it, you have wings and maybe you have some beer when you're not the first person who's hosting a meetup at Hooters, and I was shocked the first time I found out. So you're up, you're good. Yeah, you're good. It's, uh, I, so I just looked on my meetup 
page for that. And I found out I've been doing that one since February of 2017. So we've been doing it over six years. So six and a half years now, we've been having a monthly meetup at Hooters, except during COVID, we switched it to virtual, but we kept them going. I think minus maybe two times I was sick and couldn't be there. So I just canceled it. But other than that, we've been running it for six and a half years at Hooters. And it's just 100% networking. It's called the Hooties House Buyers Club. If you want to look us up on Facebook or <laughs> anyway, um, but it's, if you're ever in St. Louis on the first Tuesday of the month, stop in, have have some wings and talk real estate. But the other one was uh, like my mentor Jenna Hoover. She's like, I love the fact that you're having this, you know, the, the meetup, the networking meetup at Hooters. But have you ever thought about having like a real, like legit real estate investing group? So that turned on like, yeah, I, okay, yeah, I can do that. So I did it at, last, at the beginning of 21. We started a new one called River City REI Roundtable. That is more of your like traditional RIA, right? Where you have a speaker and you have a topic and you have networking and you have some food or whatever. Um, so we did that. We've done that for the past, well, we started January of last year. And I was, I've made connections over my 10 years in this space. So I was asking favors from all the local some of them are our speakers, and I've asked them to come be our monthly speakers on this meetup. That was informal as well. Instead of like a, a, not a dive bar, like there's holes in the wall, but it's a, a you know it's like kind of a dive bar, very minimal space. We have like 35 seats max that we can have, so it's not like a hundred person meetup. It's just like look, we got RSVP because we only have this this number of space, and it it became very popular. We we sell out almost and not sell out because it's free, but we get full capacity every month. Uh, maybe, you know, barring a couple months where we have full capacity. And at the end of last year, I was like struggling on who I should bring in for a speaker in December because a lot of meetups don't have a meetup in December because of the mm -hmm. holiday. But I, I asked everybody that spoke, would you come in and we'll just have panels and we'll have panels yeah. of speakers. And just I, I had for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to kind of test the concept of having multiple people in one event. Granted, if it was free, how, how what kind of a reaction will we have? We had 70 RSVPs that day. And so I, I boosted it, kept bumping it, kept bumping it because we got filled up. And I, I knew some people would be no shows or whatever. But we ended up with 71, technically, I remember that number, but 71 RSVPs. And we ended up having like 46 show up. So we had so many people at standing room only. And it was a great time. And I was like, you know what? This is, I, I, I need to have a conference. And if I bring, I'm granted it was free. So it's easy to come to something that's free, right? But if we did a conference and got even, you know, got some of these big names and got some other big names just in St. Louis, we would have an awesome event. So we've been focusing on, you know, all, like 16 of the 17 speakers we have lined up are from St. Louis. Like they're doing business in St. Louis. They live in St. Louis. They may not be native to St. Louis, but they're in St. Louis, St. Louis doing business in St. Louis. TJ Kermeen's being the only one that's not like a St. Louis person. And he's still Midwest, you know, so he can relate. And, He's incredibly knowledgeable and knows the, the multi-family game like anybody else. But uh, yeah, it was just like, man, that, that's how I got into it. I was like, geez, this was awesome. We had a great turnout, huge response. Granted, it was free. Let's test it out as an actual like conference. So like, so it is a full-blown real estate conference. So it's not about just private money. Tell right. us some of the things that um, guests can expect to like learn and, and, and like, what what should they look forward to? Like, yeah. Like yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, when I say 16 of the 17 are from St. Louis, it doesn't mean that's and we, we have been focused on on getting the word out there in St. Louis. It doesn't mean 
like if you're not from St. Louis, you can't come. Obviously, you can. Um, but and the people are knowledgeable and they're phenomenal. I, I, they're freaking amazing. They they do. They know what they're they're doing and saying. But um, so we will be talking about everything. We'll have topics on everything from and and it ranges. It doesn't have to be brand newbies either. If you've been in the real estate game forever, you know, if you've been to conferences, you know a lot of what you get out of a conference isn't necessarily just the topic being spoken about. It's the connections, the relationships, the networking, the opportunities that come out of those. So we're hoping for that as well. I think there's an immense amount of that. Um, there's a lot of St. Louis has a lot of real estate meetups. Like I, one of the, my, one of my things in advertising this and promoting this is I've been trying to make my rounds to as many of the real estate investment meetups every, every month. And they're like 14. 14 in St. Louis. It's like, are you crazy? So if we could just connect the dots and get it, you know, and some people may not know other people and there's different, you know, you may all be in St. Louis is one of the, probably the biggest little cities in the, <laughs> the country. Like everybody knows everybody, but it's still big enough that you may not know anybody anyway. Um, so it's, we're, we're trying to make this for, for newbies, for experienced people, for people in the middle, people that may be shifting their, their mindset. Like I used to do rehabs, but I want to focus on wholesaling. That's awesome. Or I've been doing wholesaling. I want to switch to rehabs. That's awesome. So we're doing everything from, you know, we'll have uh, wholesaling, we'll have, um, landlords, we'll, we'll have set, talk about section eight rentals. We're going to talk about, which is, you know, the, uh, the HUD, HUD rentals. Uh, we're going to talk about Airbnbs or short-term rentals. We're going to talk about rehabbing. We're going to even talk about things like, uh, you know, how to build a real estate team. Like, how, how do you actually do that? So we've, we've got a speaker that has gone from just a couple of guys to this huge, huge operation. And we're also going to have a couple of keynote speakers that are very well respected in St. Louis. And they do nationwide traveling as well. Sean McCloskey and Mike Kitko. They're going to, going to be more mindset, uh, mindset opportunity or mindset speaking. And charging people up that way because their mindset is amazing and changing your mindset and shifting your mindset's key a lot of times too but we're going to talk about everything i mean we're going to have uh, i have, have a lender on on the on on tap to be a speaker which we might actually tweak that and turn that into a panel and having different like traditional lenders hard money lenders uh private money lending uh talking about that i've got a broker that, that would be interested in speaking so we're going to talk about a lot we want and who so much more uh, it's just it's incredible it's, if you go to the website, we have not only just the list of speakers and the topics that are going to be covered as well are out there. So you can see all the different topics we're covering. Um, you know, there are a few, obviously, that we can't fit. We got two days, right? It's a two-day conference, and we've got 17 speakers. That may sound like, oh, no big deal. Holy cow, once we started putting the logistics together, we're like, okay, originally I wanted everybody to have like an hour to speak. Nope, that shrunk down like 30 minutes to 45 minutes, right, each topic. Um, we have a couple different packages where we have just your general admission package, which gives you, I don't mean to say just, it's, it's an amazing package, but tickets start at 297. So for like 297, they can get a general admission. They go to all the, all the speaking events. They can meet the people and all, and do that whole thing. And then we have a VIP package. It's only 497. And with that, you get a, we have a VIP mixer after the first night or at the first night and then they have vip lunches both days too where they're going to be you know be able to mix and mingle among all the other vips plus the speakers that'll be there as well um so it's an incredible opportunity and i just kind of kept talking after i should have just shut you're up. For, no you're good for only like 297 because i was going to ask you like what's the price but then you said Sorry. yeah um so that's that's pretty good for 297 so guys like this 
the website link the event page link is on the screen if you are listening it will also be in the description but rich one question i want to ask you before we wrap up is like with doing the the conference um building your portfolio so i want you to tell one share one challenge you had with raising private capital and then how did you overcome that challenge that that's a man that's an amazing question it is um the the big challenge i think um although it wasn't i mean it was it was a big challenge it wasn't a huge challenge i mean it's exactly what you're asking me to tell you so it was a big challenge in the fact that i was talking to this um this guy in the finance business in new york and i did my whole presentation my private money presentation went through it all killed it he at the end i know i killed it because at the end he said look i'm going to give you uh you know some props here i get calls from people like you or, or text people people like you all the time they're usually some 23 or 24 year old kid wanting to get rich quick and has no plan and all this but you were very structured and very very organized so i appreciate that the only thing he asked for was and i didn't have it ready yet at the time he's like can you send me some case studies on the on the projects you've done um so I had to scramble real quick to get them. I mean, I had all the data, I had all the, it was just loosely organized, but I put it together in a PowerPoint presentation and sent it back over to him for him to review that showed him, you know, my before and after pictures and then the breakdown of the purchase price, the rehab and what my private money lender got in return, which at that time was only my cousin, right? He was the only private money lender I had. So every single one of those properties I sent him, the return was going to my cousin. He got it. He was my lender, but it was all true, all accurate. Um, but it was that that was the challenge like holy cow i could have very easily said oh i don't have that or whatever i was like no problem give me a couple of days i'll have that over to you and just had to go out and get it and work for it again going back i don't mean to keep going back but it, based on a burning desire because i'm like i'm i've got this guy he's against the ropes i'm going to get it i'm going for the kill right i'm not going to let this guy slip away um yeah. because it was very attractive in the fact that he's like look i've got i got some money i can lend you uh you know that i can lend on properties on deals I could start out, you know, like 50 grand, uh, but I've got upwards of 250 or multiples of that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Right. So that, that was like, look, this is a real deal guy. He knows he's already told me I did well, let's do this. So yeah, I didn't have it, but I had to, I had to go get it and put it together for me. I don't know if that's kind of what you're talking about struggles. <laughs> like, Cause some persons will scramble and be like, I don't have that, or tell the, the lender right away, I don't have that. But the fact that you're like, I'll get that over for you. And you went ahead and you you just have to do what you have to do. So if, if you don't really want that money, then you will find an excuse and you will not send the lender. Because a lot of times lenders are, they're in, they're committed, they're ready to go, but they just want one more piece of information that you already have but sometimes we're lazy to just provide just take the time and put it together and present it to them and that's literally all we have to all we have to do so guys like this um i just wanted to share like i went through the speaker list and everything that you mentioned um i know your story and your background so the fact that you have experience with reason capital you're a real estate investor and start having your own conference um, I think that the fact that you guys are having speakers touching on a little bit of everything is key. So whether you want to do fix and flip or wholesale or section eight or whatever it is, there's someone there to share their knowledge about it. If it's raising capital, they have you that they can always reach out to. 
um, they have a panel that you're thinking of doing, which I think that's a fantastic idea to have the different lending persons on a panel and to hear their perspective and how they do things. So persons can decide, okay, I want to use hard money and private money. I only want to do private money. I want to do a combination of both. I can do DSCR, private money. So, you know, I, I think you guys should definitely do that panel. That would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to hand over to Betsy. Okay. But this Thank you. And for everything that you've been providing for everyone, especially like over there in St. Louis, it sounds, I mean, I got excited just hearing about everything that you're providing. I mean, heck, if you're just starting in real estate, this is the place to be for sure. So you guys, the link is in the description. Please definitely go if you can, if you're in the area or even if you just want to meet other people to network. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, Rich. Thank you to you guys, our viewers and listeners. Um, we feel the support. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe to get our notifications. Uh, you can ring the bell just so that you guys can. We sometimes lose people. They're like, oh no, like I missed the live. We go live for you guys every Monday so that we can answer questions on the spot live. So we, we love doing that for you guys and we love to continue doing it. Um, we're very excited for everything that we talk about. And yeah, so whether you're looking to finance your next project, launch or expand a new business, we hope that this episode gave you insights, strategies and tips so you guys can raise capital and invest with purpose. Thank you. Thank you.